Today is February 23rd, 2019. Major League Talk starts now. What's up? What's going on? Welcome to another edition of Major League Talk. I'm J.D. Johnston, your host. Austin is not here with us today. He's up at Harvard doing what Austin does. So yeah, he'll definitely be back with us next time for our next episode. Well, let's get right into it. The Manny Machado sweepstakes are over. Manny Machado is a San Diego Padre. He signed for 10 years, $300 million, just to break it down for you in simple terms. He has an opt-out after five years. Um, so he signed through 2028, but can't opt out after the fifth year. Personally, amazing signing. I love it. Love what the Padres are doing. He signed as the third baseman, not the shortstop. So you still got Fernando Tatis Jr. I love this. Any word that you can describe as amazing, good, that's the word I would describe for this signing. I think it's great for their future. You know, they have him now as basically the face of the franchise for the up and coming years. You know, I think this is great for them. This is great for the fans, this is great for the city, this is great for the fan base, and especially for him. He got his $300 million, which I think was great for him, good for him. His family set for life. He's a rich man now. Already was, now he's richer, all right? But this is just great for the city because, you know, they've been, ever since Tony Gwen left, they haven't been the same. Ever since Trevor Hoffman left, they haven't been the same. You know, they haven't even been close to somewhat of a dynasty ever since. Ever since they left, ever since, you know, I think this is great. You know, it's a big turnaround for them. Their farm system's unbelievable. You know, they have so many prospects, you know, up and down. I think they have nine of the top 100 in MLB. Like, that's that's amazing. Like, there's only 30 teams. You have nine of them? Like, I mean, come on now. Like, they're definitely – they're up there and they're definitely coming up. And this is just something that's going to take their future a little bit better. You know, they made their club a little bit better today. And if you're listening also to this now, obviously Manny Machado is at spring training by now. He got there today. He's wearing number 13, third baseman. Saw him taking BP there. Um, I don't think he played today. I don't even know if they had a game today, but he is there. He reported, obviously, you know, definitely needed to get there as soon as possible because spring training started before he signed. But, uh, you know, right into the next topic that kind of has to do with this. You know, what is the Padres' future looking like? Like, what's their outlook? My opinion, their outlook is they want to win. You know, I think they're done being this so-so team one year having a good season or just, like, completely being horrible. You know, I think they, their GM um, took the time to re, re, totally reamp this farm system and, you know, build for the future, not build for the next two seasons signing big guys you know he's signing Manny Machado for 10 years he's getting every single prime year of his career he's 26 years old that is unbelievable he's not going to be done with this contract until he's 35 36 come on like you're getting his prime years 26 27 28 29 30 five years are the biggest years of any player they're getting you know this is like this is gold for them you know I was like you know, $300 million is a lot of money, but I was wondering why so many people just, like, weren't even, like, bidding on this guy almost. Like, even with Bryce Harper, like, these guys are 26. This doesn't happen every day. It's not normal. You know, I think a lot of people passed on them way too quickly. But 
Last year, obviously, they signed Eric Hosmer. Now Machado, what's next? Harper, Dallas, Arenado even next year. Not Hasn't been an extension yet with the Rockies. Um, so, you know, my opinion, Harper's not going there. We'll get into that in a second with the latest rumors. But Dallas Keuchel, though. Dallas Keuchel is an interesting story. Dallas Keuchel can solve their problems. You know, the Padres have already signed Garrett Richards from the Los Angeles Angels. He was there last year, got hurt. You know, he's been an injury-prone guy, which just kind of sucks. But, you know, he can be a guy that can help them a lot, you know, if he stays healthy. You know, they have Mackenzie Gore. Um, yeah, he can come up at basically any moment, in my opinion. You know, it may be too early, but, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs. You know, people can say all they want. They sign Machado or whatever. He's, they're not, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I think it's too soon. You know, next year, different story. They can go out and sign Arenado. We'll get into that in a second again. But, you know, then the, this whole thing's like a whole different story then. Like, but as of now, you know, they have Jacob Nix, came up last year, had a little bit, cup of coffee kind of guy. You know, he did pretty good. You know, I see there's a future there. Um, they also have Brian Mitchell. He was a, uh, a Yankee for a little bit, you know. He has his struggles, but, you know, he's also a pitcher that can be there, I think, for you when you need him. They have Kirby Yates in the bullpen. They have Aaron Loop that they just got. He was a Blue Jay last year. You know, there's a lot of people that I think they can count on that they that they could use, you know, and their prospects, like I said before, like they can use any of these guys, really. I mean, you know, if you're going to have an unsuccessful season, if they're like somewhat ready, I'd say bring them up. But, you know, you never know. That's their decision. These are their guys, whatever. You know, you have Mackenzie Gore. I keep saying Mackenzie Gore. Um, I'm a big Mackenzie Gore fan. I think that he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be easily, I think, I, I think he's going to be either a uh, number two or if he gets to, if he gets to like what I think he could be, he could be an ace for, for a low ball club. You know, I don't think he'd be an ace for like almost like a Red Sox or a, a Yankees or a Mets like or a Astros. You know, I don't think he's that good. I think he could be I think he would be like a number 3 there. You know, if he's on a team like right now that are the Padres, I think he could be a number 1 or a number 2. But anyway, you know they also have Michael Baez, um they have Chris Pat, uh Pad Padrack I think that's how you pronounce his name you know they have a lot of guys they have logan allen they have plenty of guys that they can definitely use you know and even in hitting wise too they have uh, Lu- uh luis Eris. Er- uh, i think that's how you pronounce his name he's a second baseman though he's up and coming too they have francisco mejia they got last year from the indians in the trade with brad hand uh from the padres last year he went to the indians kind of was that I don't know if he was that set-up closer guy because they did have Cody Allen, but he did struggle last year. But the Padres did get in return for Francisco Mejia. He's a catcher. We're trying him at outfield because they do have Austin Hedges there, and he's young. I, you know, I think that that's going to kind of be, if he wants to play catcher, it's definitely going to be something he's going to have to fight for. You know, they already have an experienced guy. But, you know, definitely uh, Francisco Mejia is someone to look out to. He's definitely going to be on the team this year. He's not going to be a guy that's in the farm system. And then, obviously... The biggest prospect, not number one. I think he's number two on MLBPipeline.com, Fernando Tatis Jr. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming this year. I don't think he's he's not going to get sit out again. He's 20 years old. He's going to be He's gonna be 20 this whole season. He actually just turned 20 in January. Uh, you know, this is a guy that had a, a outstanding spring training last year. And he's definitely on the up-and-coming. He's supposed to be a star. He's supposed to be a Carlos Correa type. 
you know, I definitely see it there. 6'3", 185. What's not to like about this body? What's not to like about the character? You know, he's uh, succeeded in minor in the minors, and I really can't wait. I think it's going to be something exciting for not only Padres fans, but baseball to get another big guy in there, another superstar of our sport, even though it is going to be another shortstop because it seems like there's a lot of those these days and not a lot of catchers and not a lot of uh, second baseman types or first basemans really anymore. It's a lot of shortstops. You know, you already got Correa, Lindor, now him. You got Seager. There, I mean, there's definitely more, and I'm not even naming them. Um, but you got Bogarts too. There was another one popped in my head. But, you know, definitely it's going to be another superstar. I think it's going to be great for the sport, and that's definitely something to look at up and coming when he comes up. Yeah. And by the way, guys, if you're listening this far, uh, sorry if I'm kind of like almost like maybe a lot of ums or a lot of uh, awkward pauses. I don't know if I have had a lot of those yet, but this is the first time I've ever been doing this by myself since Austin's not here. First podcast solo, so it is something for me trying to get used to. You know, so far I think it's going pretty good, but, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes for the rest of the time. Um, but back to Dallas Keuchel, though. This is a guy that can't help them. If he figures it out, this is a Cy Young type of guy. He obviously already won a Cy Young, I think, in 2015. Had a good season uh, somewhat last year. You know, it was up and down, up and down. But, you know, this is a guy that I think can get back on track. You know, this is a guy that can help them a lot because it's obviously not going to be a one-year deal, I think, at all. This is going to be at least a three or four, maybe even five-year deal. And we're talking at least probably at least 80 80 maybe even 100 you know if it's a four-year deal i would i would see maybe 60 maybe high 50s but other than that i think they're either overpaying or whatever but um but yeah dallas keichel you know if he gets that sinker down he's not a big velo guy he's a movement guy and a command guy very uh, big on corners and stuff like that but i do think if he gets back on track this is a guy that can absolutely help them um even arenado in the future if he doesn't ex- uh have an extension with the Rockies. He's a free agent next season. He's going to be the Harper and Manny Machado next season. This is definitely something to look forward to. Um, I don't have him going to the Padres, but it's just something to bring up since he will be a free agent and the Padres are making all these big moves. You know, He is a California guy, though, so you never know. That's something would be shocking, but not surprising because he is from California. Maybe he wants to be close to home. I have him going to the AL East. I have him either going to the Yankees or the Red Sox. That's just my opinion, though. He was actually on a show yesterday with uh, Jared Cabarrus. He's a barstool guy for the Red Sox, and he was on a show with him the other day. And uh, he was congratulating him about the World Series and stuff, and I was like, oh, that's a little preview action or something, but uh, maybe you'll be a Red Sox in the near future. Um, So now Harper. There have been reports Harper is now having very aggressive talks with the Philadelphia Phillies. This is what we've been waiting for. You know, everybody's been waiting for Manny to sign with the Padres or sign wherever he was. He went with the Padres. But Harper's been the bigger name, in my opinion, I think. He's, like, more of a face of baseball, definitely, than Manny Machado. More people know him. Uh, you know, this guy was on Sports Illustrated when he was 15 years old. What's not to know about him? Like, he was a superstar when he was a teenager. Um, you know, there's now optimism, they're reporting, from John Heyman of MLB Network that the Phillies are finalizing a 10-year deal by Monday. So if you're listening to this, this is today. They're supposed to finalize the deal today on Monday. If you're listening to this now, I'm recording on Sunday. So the day before, but it's a 10 year deal. We don't have the numbers yet. We just know that it's somewhere around a 10 year deal. And what we do know too, is that the White Sox are out according to Bob Nightingale USA today. And that he has also turned down 
multiple, I repeat, multiple $300 million offers, which he was asking for. So I have no idea what this guy wants anymore. You know, I don't know if he wants to be on the West Coast, like I was saying last podcast. I don't know if he wants to be back with the Nats and just wants more money. I don't know what this guy wants. He wanted $300 million. Now they're reporting he turned down multiple offers of him. I don't know what he wants. Um, you know, with this report, you know, it's John Heyman. This is pretty official. He's a Philly, in my opinion. You know, I had him going out West because I just thought he'd want to be at home. But, you know, money talks, it looks like, because this is where he's going. Um, but, yeah. You know, I think that he's going to be a Philly, and uh, it's a good signing for them. Definitely a great offseason for the Phillies if they do end up with this. And even if they don't and he goes somewhere else, it's a good signing either way. Um, so the next topic is Mike Moustakis re-signed with the Milwaukee Brewers back in Milwaukee. Uh, the crew signed him to a one-year $10 million deal. Um, but it does have a club option for a second year in 2020 for $11 million. But it's a $3 million buyout. So this year he's making $7 million, but if they buy out, he's make it, he gets $3 million on a buyout. So it's a total guaranteed at least of um, $10 million. But if they don't buy out, then it's $11 million uh, for 2020, like I said. Overall, I think this is a good signing. You know, he had a little bit, little bit of a down year in the average department, I think. But, you know, he had 100, over 100 RBIs. Um, this is a guy that's definitely going to help them again to make the playoffs, I think. It's a great signing. He was a great locker room guy, and he was very close with the ownership. The ownership's uh, the owner's son he was very close with. He talked to him a lot. This is great to bring him back. You know, this is a guy that I think fans really enjoy to watch, and he's more of like a fan interaction type guy. That's the kind of vibe I get. I think this is good for the fan base. I think this is good for the organization and, de- and definitely just for the team. You know, this is just another left-hander's bat. Uh, that's a power bat. You know, I think this is just... It's a good guy. You know, I think they're going to try him at second base now because they did try him. They tried to move Travis Shaw to second base, but I don't know if they really liked that. I don't know if Travis Shaw liked that, and they were trying to keep Travis Shaw happy. So I don't know. I think they're going to try to move Moustakis, I heard, um, from the Brewers to maybe try him a little bit at second base and move Travis Shaw back to third base to make him happy. He is younger, and they're going to try to extend Travis Shaw. So they're trying to make Travis Shaw happy, but you know Moose is that type of guy. You know he's not gonna argue about that. Um, Josh Harrison, Simon Tigers, one year, two million dollars with a million dollar instance uh, with additional stuff that he does. We're not gonna get into that though. Um, this is a big drop for him salary wise. You know millions of dollars. You know I'm not complaining at all, but uh, Josh Harrison didn't. I didn't have that great of a year last year, you know. You know, this is a guy that I do think this is a very good, uh, low risk, very high reward. This guy can hit the ball all over the place, in my opinion. He's not a big walk guy, in my opinion. But you know, his on base percentage last year was two ninety three, and he had a batting average of two fifty. That tells you right there. He's not a big walk guy, but I do think that he's definitely a guy that doesn't have pop, but almost that kind of that. Uh, I don't even know the word. Just like that base hits, that kind of guy that gets you just kind of amped up and kind of like a rally type guy, I feel like I, I get from him. In 2017, he had 16 homers. Last year, he had eight homers. And in 2016, batted 272. The year before that, it was 283, 287, and then 315. So it's kind of been a downward trend, which is kind of scary. But, you know, I think he could definitely get back with it. Um, last year, he made $10 million, though, with the Pirates. And now he's making two. You know, that's a big drop. Um, maybe it's a down year. You know, I definitely hope him and wish all the best for him. You know, 
you know, who knows, maybe he was offered more and he just really wanted to be a Tiger, but I definitely wish the best for him. He's a great player. He's a great guy, I hear. Um, Marwin Gonzalez uh, signed with the Minnesota Twins, two-year contract, $21 million, great signing, veteran, uh, definitely a guy that is definitely versatile. He can play almost any position, you know, obviously, except for catcher. Um, you know, I've seen him play everywhere. I've seen him play short, second, third, first, and both corner outfield positions. This is a guy that's just going to be there and help the ball club, I think, a lot. You know, I heard in the beginning of the offseason, he did report his agent said he was looking at a four-year, $60 million deal. I mean, obviously, just got nowhere close to that, but... Um, you know, what are you going to do with this kind of uh, market? There's still hundreds of free agents out there, unfortunately. You know, I feel bad for them. You know, I think there's going to be a player union kind of revolt or something. You know, I think it's coming soon. Baseball's going to shut down for a little bit because I think the players definitely aren't very happy right now. And I think that's something to look for, uh, not look forward to, excuse me, but, uh, you know, definitely something to look at in the near future because I do think it's going to happen very soon. Um, you know, he's a switch hitter. Um, was a huge role for the Astros, obviously, in bringing a World Series to Houston in 2017. Um, he's a has a 303 batting line uh, the year that they won, and then last year he had 247 um, in 2018. So it was a that was that's a pretty big drop, you know. That I don't think it's scary. It's scary for last year, you know. I don't think it's something to look forward to. Maybe he just had a down year this year because this was really the first year that kind of happened. So, you know, maybe he just had a bad year last year. But, you know, I definitely think it's a great signing for them, veteran guy. You know, the Minnesota Twins have had a little bit of an offseason spending, this obviously being the visit, uh, the the most. Um, they saw, they have C.J. Crone. They got him first baseman from the Rays. You know, this guy, this guy hit a lot of home runs last year for the Rays. You know, this is a guy, he hit 30 bombs last year, 253 batting average with 74 RBIs. It's a good, that's a good trade. You know, I think he was designated for assignment by the Rays, so they didn't even have to really give anything up. You know, they just kind of claimed him. You know, they signed Jonathan Scope to a one-year deal. Uh, Hori Polanco uh, was extended, and Miguel Sinano, um had a horrible year last year. Horrible. But, you know, I he, he has way too much talent not to get back up on it. You know, he did the same thing two years ago. He had his rookie year where he batted two sixty nine. And then the next year, it just dropped all the way to 230. And then the next year after that, it was 260 again. And then, But this year was a little bit worse. He batted 199 last year. But, you know, same thing happened last year. So maybe there's going to be that big jump again from 299. Maybe he's going to hit 260 again. I'm hoping the best for him. You know, he had 13 bombs last year. The year before that, he had 28. So, you know, I think this is a real big power guy that they're really looking forward to and they're hoping that can get with it because um, this is a guy that they definitely expect, I believe, to – jump that lineup a bit you know he's supposed to be that fourth fifth batter you know they also have outfielders eddie rosario byron buxton the big prospect big guy haven't really seen the the best that i think that we were that we're supposed to expect from him this was a big guy that was supposed to be one of the better players in the game and we just haven't seen that yet really we haven't seen it in the home run department at all last year he was hurt he only got uh 90 at bats in 28 games and batted 156 no home runs, but the year before that, he did have a non-base percentage of 314, 253 batting average, and 16 uh, home runs. So, you know, I do think that this definitely needs to be a season that he needs to prove himself almost, you know, that he is not 
not saying he's washed up, but not this guy that, hey, I'm supposed to be this big prospect, and I turned out to be absolutely nothing. No, I think this is a big season for him. I think that he can really show with his speed, um, with stolen bases, being a patient hitter with walks, just getting the base hits, the type of guy that he needs to be. And I think he can really help his ball club out. He's obviously a tremendous defender, I think, and he's um, uh, an unbelievably defend, unbelievable defender. He made unbelievable catches, I think, two years ago. He made two amazing catches. I think they, they might have been like the top 15 plays of the whole year, I think. He had two of them. And they have Max Kepler that they also extended this offseason. And, you know, their big prospect, Nick Gordon, D. Gordon's brother, is also coming up. He's a shortstop. Um, you know, expect to see him in the near future. Um, this is definitely something to look forward to if you're a Minnesota fan. Had a three uh, three thirty three batting average last year in Double A, and had a two sixty a two twelve excuse me batting average in Triple A last year. So he flip flopped through there. You know, this is uh, you know I don't think it's that big of a deal that he had such a that two twelve batting average in Triple A and a three thirty three. You know, he had 99 games in AAA and 42 games in AA. You know, I don't think that's really saying much. You know, it's a small sample size. But, you know, expect to see him in the near future to be maybe a second baseman, not a shortstop fully because Jorge Polanco still is there at the moment. Um, but you could definitely see him probably at second base in the near future. They also got uh, Toe. If you're a Yankee fan, you know who I'm talking about. Ronald Torres is there now. He was claimed uh, through the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs claimed him earlier in the offseason through the Yankees, and then the uh, Cubs gave him away to the to the Twins. You know, as a Yankee fan, sad to see him go, but, you know, there just really wasn't any room for this guy. There really wasn't. You know, the Toe Night Show, Toe, Big Toe, all the nicknames. You know, thanks for the memories, man. You were great. You were a great player, amazing locker room guy. Everybody loved you. The fans loved you, man. Um, and we, I wish you the best going there. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a guy that's going to be great for them. I think for the twins, you know, 280 batting average, you know, a lot of, I've heard some people say he's not, that they're not the biggest fan of him. You know, I was a pretty big fan of him when he was on the Yankees. You know, he had a 292 batting average in 2017, 280 in 2018, you know, played 108 games in 2017, 41 games last year. You know, he hasn't ever really been, he's not a, he's not a guy that's going to get hurt. He's a very uh, durable guy. So, What's not to like about him? He's a guy that's going to be versatile. He plays third, short, and second, and he plays right field and left field, um, kind of like a Marlon Gonzalez. Now they have two of them. What's not to like about him if you're a Minnesota Twins fan? So definitely wish him the best, and that's something. It's good, good offseason for the Twins, I think. Um, Sevi, Severino's extension. New York Yankees extended him. Yankee fan. This is off your chest. You don't have to worry about this anymore. He's a Yankee for the next four years, five years. Uh, they have a club. It's four years, but they have a club option for the fifth season. So it's a guaranteed $40 million over the next four seasons. Severino's fifth year option, though, is $15 million, but with a buyout of $2 million, of $2.75 million. So... What's not to like about this if you're a Yankee fan? This is a guy that we obviously saw last year until July 1st can be an absolute dominating ace. A 1.86 ERA? That is unheard of.
unheard of. If he gets anywhere close to that again, I mean, this is something the Yankees that Yankee fans should be absolutely excited about. This is a steal. I know I hear Red Sox fans on Twitter. They're like, oh, they locked him up. They overpaid. No way. This guy is the real deal. This guy's electric. Every time this guy takes the mound, it is 102. You know, there's not a there is not a lot of guys that can say they do that as a starting pitcher. This guy consistently sits at 98, and he's a starting pitcher. That's unheard of. This guy's topping out at 100 as a starting pitcher multiple times. Not even once, once every game. As he's done it multiple times. You know, throughout the season. That this is something huge to look forward to. You know, this was a little scary when they were going into arbitration. They were arguing over five hundred thousand dollars. Like, come on. You know, we were arguing a couple weeks ago how you can't give this man five hundred thousand dollars after the season he had. Like, what's what's the problem? It's five hundred thousand dollars. You know, that is a lot of money, but for the Yankees, it's obviously not. But now that they signed this contract, it's off off Yankee fans' chest, off the Yankees' chest. Great signing again by Brian Cashman. Um, there's an overall great extension. I'm very pleased with this. Um, very, I'm looking forward to many seasons with this guy now. And to wrap up this podcast, CC Sabathia is calling it quits after a very long 18-year career and a very great 18-year career. This is one of the most dominating left-handed pitchers that have ever pit, uh, ever uh, pitched, played, whatever you want to say this game. You know, he won a Cy Young in 2007 with the Cleveland Indians. And, you know, he's a great locker room guy coming up on 3,000 strikeouts with 2,986. Coming up on 250 wins, 246 uh, wins right now with a 3.7 ERA. This guy belongs in the Hall of Fame. If you don't think this guy belongs in the Hall of Fame, I think you're crazy. Maybe not a first ballot, not saying that, but he doesn't belong being in the Hall of Fame with the Veterans Committee, or he doesn't belong being in the Hall of Fame on his 8th, ninth, or 10th year. I think that's ridiculous. In my opinion, I'd vote for him second year. I don't think he's a first ballot. But, you know, we'll see what changes. You know, my mind could change. But by the end of this year, for all I know, he gets 3,000 strikeouts, and now he has almost 260 wins. You know, that's a big difference. Um, but, there, you know, this guy's uh, thrown 3,470 innings, you know, and to count on because he's playing this year. I mean, what's not to like, man? This is unbelievable. He had a 21-win career, 19, uh, 21-win season, I mean, 19-win season. I mean, this is unbelievable. He finished uh, top five in the Cy Young voting five times with multiple All-Star appearances and a couple MVP votings. He didn't win, but he had a couple votings on on it but you know this is his age 36 season had a little bit uh of a scare with heart problems in the beginning but they said that he's going to be fine um but wish the best for him you know i'm wishing the best for a lot of people in this podcast um but you know obviously do wish the best for him it's a great signing by the yankees to finish his career one year eight million dollars it's going to be his 19th year uh playing baseball um he's this has been he's been honestly in my opinion He's been the best signing for a, the Yankees for a starting pitcher of all time, I think. You know, I really, like, if if you're thinking about it, who can you bring up? You can't really bring up anyone. That was a long-time signing that you gave this guy, I don't know if it was 180, it might have even been $200 million, and said, you're going to the Bronx, and you have no experience ever pitching in the Bronx. You don't know if this guy's going to choke like a Sonny Gray. You don't know what's going to happen. Or a Carl Pavano. You know who that is if you're a Yankee fan. <laughs> but, um, you know, this guy definitely, he 
brought it when he went to New York. You know, this was a guy that was coming from Milwaukee. I remember watching him when I was a little kid. He was pitching every third day, had an 11-2 record with a 1.65 ERA. Absolutely unbelievable. And he was there on the trade deadline, and he pitched 130 innings. That's a lot of innings. Pitched 253 the whole season with 17-10 and 10 ERA with a set, uh, 17 wins and 10 losses with a 2.7 ERA. He did great, you know, and this is a guy that's a, just like a competitor. You know, this is a guy that when he's on the mound, you know he's competing and you know that he is coming after you with everything he's got. And it's a little bit of a, a story to tell too because he had to change the way he pitched. You know, he this was a guy that was throwing 98-99 just like Sevy was, like we were talking about before. And, you know, this guy... CC now throws like 90, 89, 91 tops, maybe on an excellent day, 92. You know, he had changed his whole pitching philosophy, you know, uh, philosophy. You know, he didn't have, he didn't, you know, he couldn't just attack guys the way he was before. I mean, he did. And then he had that horrible season with the Yankees where he had a four year over a four ERA, Then he had a five ERA, then a four ERA again. You know, he came through that little struggle, but then he found this cutter. Then he found a little bit sharper of a slider. Now he's commanding the ball more. He's this corners guy, corners guy, uh, painting corners. And, though know, he completely changed his approach. And, you know, I think that's something great to look forward to and something really, like, it's hard to do for pitchers. You know, being a guy that just blew by guys your whole career and then just finding yourself new pitches and a new way to get guys out, you know, I think that's very hard to do. And uh, good for him, man. And I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, play this uh, last season, obviously. I got the chance to see him. So if he makes the Hall of Fame, I can say, hey, I saw another Hall of Famer pitch. But that's it for today um, for this podcast. Awesome will be back next time. Uh, that's all. Thank you for listening and uh, hope you enjoyed. Thank you. This has been another edition of Major League Talk. I'm J.D. Johnstone. Thank you. Made this here with all the ice on in the booth. At the gate outside, when they pull up, they give me loose. Yeah, jump out, boys. That's Nike boys hopping our coast. This shit way too big. When we pull up, give me the loot. Give me the loot. Was off the Remy, had up at post. Had to hit my old town to duck the news. Two-four-hour lockdown, we made no moves. Now it's 4 a.m., and I'm back up popping with the crew. I just landed in, Chase B mixes pop like Jamba Joes. Different color chains, think my jewelry really selling fruits. And they joking, man, know the crackers so, wish it so, was a so, new. So, so I said. The room to retreat, we all in too deep. Play, play, play for keeps, don't play us a week. So I said. The room to retreat, we all in too deep.